so this evening, I pray that you will be liberated and blessed as you listen to the wicked code decoded by the Lord. Hallelujah. And so my main text this evening, I'm going to take from the book of Exodus that's surprising. I'm going to read from chapter number 1, verses 8 to 10a, and I'm reading from the message translation of the Bible. And this is good. This is really good. The code is being decoded. Exodus 1 verses 8 to 10. A mystery being revealed. The Bible says in the Message Bible, A new king came to power in Egypt who didn't know Joseph. He spoke to his people, the Egyptians, in alarm. And this is what he said. There are too many of these Israelites for us to handle. We're too many for them to handle. Glory to God. And he goes on and says, but we've got to do something. We've got to do something wicked. We've got to do something mean. We've got to do something on a global scale to contain them. He says, we've got to do something. Let's devise a plan to contain them. Let's devise what? A plan. A wicked plan. A global plan to contain them. So they came up with a plan to contain them. And they came up with a plan in 2020 to contain us, the church. This is a code being decoded. They said, These, there are too many for us to handle. They couldn't handle us before now. He says, we've got to come up with something. We've got to do something. Let us devise. Say a wicked plan to contain them. So they came up with a plan. And people think the plan is COVID. And along came NSARS now. Along came 2010-20. And it's all part of the plan. But let me go a little further. In the New King James Version of the Bible, the same Exodus chapter 1 and verse 12 tells us what happened with the plan. And it says, but the more they afflicted them with their plan, the more the children of God multiplied and did what? And grew. Hallelujah. The more they afflicted them, the more they implemented the plan from COVID to NSARS to 2010-20, the more they multiplied and grew. We are not going to be depleted. That's the plan. We're not going to be contained. We're going to go grow and we're going to go from glory to glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because they multiplied and grew, in the opposite of what they as an opposite of what they expected, the Bible says, and they, the Egyptians, were now in dread of the children of Israel. The living Bible of the same verse 12 of Exodus 1 says, But the more the Egyptians mistreated and oppressed them, the more the Israelites seemed to multiply. The more they mistreated them, the more they oppressed them. The Israelites, the children of God, seemed to multiply. The Egyptians became even more alarmed. Because the king first said, Pharaoh first said that we don't know how we're going to contain these people. There are too many. And he spoke to his people in alarm. I read to you from the Message Bible. The Living Bible says they became even more alarmed. Anybody looking to bury the church, anybody with a code and a plan to submerge the church and make a nonsense of the house of God, they're only going to end up being more alarmed because what they expect is not what's going to happen. As we go deeper and deeper in Christ, we're going to get the better and better in Jesus' mighty name. 
The title of my message is Instead of Falling for Their Plan. Instead of working according to their code, let's go deeper. Instead of falling for the plan. Pharaoh said there are too many. He said in alarm, we can't handle these people. Let us devise a wicked plan. So instead of falling for their plan, brethren, let us go deeper. This is the word of the Lord. Somebody say thanks be to God. The plan was to contain the people of God in Egypt in those days. And later, Satan too is consistent. So the plan again is to contain the growing church across the face of the world, particularly in Nigeria. So the plan is to contain us through COVID-19. And so churches were shut down. There was no worship. And even when they said we could worship, they said only less than 30% or so can worship. And all kinds of things. And along came 2010, 20, and people were broken down. And so we started being contained. The word being contained is being controlled without you knowing it. What you can't stop and what you can't kill, you have to try and control it that is a warfare strategy the same they use in the days of the children of Israel in Egypt is what they're using today I told you this thing is a code it is being on decoded for us whatever you cannot stop like the church whatever you cannot kill like people worshiping God you're going to try and contain it and so you have to do this you have to do that and limit everything to the barest minimum someone say contain what was visible at that point in time to the to the Israelites where there was the oppression and the mistreatment and all kind of thing but that wasn't the plan you see that wasn't the plan don't look at what they're doing look beneath what they're doing and you will see the code that they're running oh this is like a computer code the screen will be working but there's a code in working inside the machine that's going to predetermine the outcome of what is going on and so we're not going to be looking at what is visible. Those were only the tools used to achieve the plan. The plan was to contain them. The plan itself was invisible, but the tools were visible. And the whole idea is that you focus on the visible so that the invisible will get you. The plan was to contain them, but the plan failed and the plan is failing again. To the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me, let me explain to you what it means to contain. Because the Pharaoh that designed this thing was very clever. He says, let us contain them. We can't kill it. We can't stop it. Let's contain them. To, to contain is to hold in check. It's like an arrest. It's like when you're put, the, the shackles are put on your feet and your arms behind you. What can you do? To contain is to hold in check or to checkmate somebody. It is to inhibit, it is to hold back, it is to restrain, it is to tame something that is so powerful. Or to actually strangulate the thing so that it dies slowly. But that is not going to happen in Jesus' name. So the plan was to contain their potential. It was, it was, the plan was to contain the possibilities that God had given them. 
was to contain their dreams and aspirations. What wickedness? The plan was to ultimately contain their destiny. Oh, where I come from, when you hear that kind of plan, you do like this, say, Allah, Maje, never, it's not going to come to pass. The plan was to contain the growth of the church. The plan was to contain the influence and the reach and the impact of the church. The plan was to contain the effectiveness of the salt of the earth and the light of this world. What a wicked plan. I told you it's all a code. It's been decoded. But the question this evening would be, if we look back at our text, Exodus 1, when the, the, the king came to his people and said, there's a problem. There's a problem. He said, he said, he spoke to his people in alarm. He said, there are too many of these church people for us to handle. Too many churches. We've got to do something. Let's devise a plan to contain them, to hold them in check, to checkmate whatever they're trying to do so that this, this thing will not go any further. They failed and I said they're going to fail again this time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But imagine, or let me ask you a question. When they put the plan in place, what if Israel unwittingly played into their hands by acting according to the script written by Pharaoh and his men to contain the influence, to contain the possibilities and the anointing so it just doesn't matter, amount to much? What if Israel unwittingly, which means unknowingly, but unwisely, played into their hands by acting according to the script of their enemies. It is a good question to ask because the same question is what we should be asking about the church today, the church in Nigeria, the church in the world. What if we unwittingly play into their hands according to the script that you will use your own hands to finish yourself? And the Lord is saying, instead of falling, in, falling for their plan, mm -mm, let's go deeper. There is a plan. It's a, it's a master plan. It's a code. And Israel did not do that. And the church, I speak to the church in Grace Assembly, and I speak to the church in Lagos, in Nigeria, and across the world with the voice of the Lord, you will not fall for their plan. Rather, you will go deeper and deeper and they will become more and more alarmed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they didn't play into the hands of their enemies according to the script written for them, what part do you think the children of Israel played for the reverse of what was the what was expected by the code and the plan so that it was now the reverse that happened to them the bible says as they oppressed them more and more they grew more and more and they flourished more and more what part do you think the children of israel played for that growth to happen do you think they were just sleeping do you think they were acting according to type for what they were dealing with let me play this script for you they oppressed them. They gave them more work, less, less material. They made sure they were worn out. They made sure they were frustrated. They made sure they were angry. They were disillusioned. What do you think? When people are in that state, they can't build nothing. They can't even build a consensus. They can't encourage each other. And so it was only a matter of time for them to die in natural death or become totally submitted to their enemies. 
But in spite of the oppression of Pharaoh and his men, and in spite of the increased problems, the children of Israel kept doing whatever they knew to bring growth. So the pressure was there. The work was more. The frustration was growing. But instead of fighting each other, instead of not praying together, instead of not having fellowship anymore, they did and they kept doing whatever they knew to bring growth. The question is, are we doing the same thing? The question is, are you doing the right thing? In fact, the children of Israel did not succumb to the pressure of the, of, of the oppressions and the increased problems. What they did was they doubled their effort at whatever brought growth. And in today's time, listen, if COVID is thrown at us, and the economic downturn is thrown at us, and we're down, and, we're, and we're, we don't even know what to do, and we had a little hope with uh, hashtag NSAS now, and 2010-20 happened, and the year is coming to an end, and we're looking at it and saying, listen, what are we going to do? Are we going to do what we know to do that will bring growth? As Christians, sh should that be worship? If they double their effort at whatever will bring growth, should we not double our effort at worship? Should we not double our effort at prayer? Should we not double our effort at coming together and mutual encouragement? Should we not do the things that will bring the result we want? Should we succumb to the plan that is supposed to make us break down in the place of exasperation, in the place of frustration, in the place of hopelessness? Should we just wallow in self-pity and just go shallow? On Sunday I was saying, listen, the fish that swims to the shallow end is easy prey for the enemy. All I need to do is trick you to go to shallow waters. It's like fish inside a bowl. I can actually just pick it. I don't even need a hook. I don't need a net but if the same fish were to swim to the deep end he can drown me if i try to follow him my god are we doing what we know to do that will bring growth what we're doing is it the best thing for us to do the title of my message is instead of falling for their plan let's go deeper and deeper in christ it's a code they're running it's being decoded and everybody take responsibility for yourself. Are you doing the right thing? Or are you doing what you feel like doing? Listen, every human being knows the normal reaction of another person if you put them through this process. So it is pre-planned. It is pre-programmed that your feelings of hopelessness will make you drop the things that you should be doing and walk away from God and do, do all kinds of things and wallow in self-pity and hide in your house and watch TV all the time. And so the enemy has time to surround us and put an end to whatever was going good before. Before reactions or beyond our reactions which the Lord said to me we're entitled to because we're humans we need direction and clarity the Bible says the, the men of Issachar they knew what Israel ought to do they gave direction and clarity so Israel was able to thrive it's not enough for us to talk about the problems. It's not enough for us to complain. Somebody has to speak with a voice of direction and with clarity. The clear direction 
is to go deeper and deeper in Christ and not to go shallower. That's the clear direction that the Lord is giving us. The same scripture, I want to read it again from the Message Bible. Exodus 1 verses 8 to 10, it says, A new king came to power in Egypt who didn't care or know about Joseph. He knew about it, but he didn't care. I don't want to know him. I don't want to know what he did for us. Forget that one. Listen, that season is gone. When the church is respected, they're ready to shock the church. They're ready to arrest pastors. He spoke to his people in alarm. He said, there are too many of these Israelites for us to handle. God has blessed us so much. We don't know how much of a threat we have become. And he said, we've got to do something. That's the voice, a voice of a strategist, the voice of a warrior, the voice of a, of a wicked ruler. We've got to do something. Let's devise a plan to contain them. And whatever plan has been devised to contain the potential of the church, I come with a prayer. I come with the vengeance of the word of God. The, the sword, a two-edged sword that's quick and powerful no weapon or no plan devised against us the children of god against the church of the living god will prosper in the name of the lord jesus christ it will fail the way pharaoh's land fails in the name of the lord jesus christ every code that they're running is going to be contaminated by the virus by as i pray it will not deliver on the purpose for which it was sent in the name of the lord jesus christ my worry is not even them. My worry is us. Are we doing what we know to do to bring deliverance and bring growth? Are you joining us or are you succumbing to your flesh and your emotions? Let me tell you, spiritual warfare does not subscribe to emotions. Even Jesus, when he got to Gethsemane, he was, on a, he was supposed to be fighting for the soul of man. He wanted to go to the place of his emotions. He says, can I escape this cross? The father said, no. And people are saying, this is how I feel. That's why I don't do this. This is how I feel. I have to know for How long? That's the call. Don't fall for the plan. Instead of falling for the plan, let's go deeper. My worry is, my prayer that no plan device against us will prosper. My worry is not God. God will answer the prayer. But we can, we can subvert the prayer. If we unwittingly allow the plan to work. The Bible says, if you rub your nose, blood will come out. No matter how anointed you are. If you, if you do foolishness, you will reap it. Are we unwittingly allowing, are we not unwittingly allowing this plan to work? We allow this plan to work. We allow this plan to prosper, even though I said the plan should not prosper. By acting according to the script of the enemy, when we succumb to our tiredness, when we succumb to the frustration that we feel, when we succumb and we start withdrawing from the things of God, we start withdrawing from serving, we start withdrawing from worship, we start withdrawing to the place of complacency and comfort and convenience. As we withdraw, we unwittingly allow the plan that should not prosper to prosper. 
when we reduce or we stop doing those things that will make us strong in battle as we stop doing or reduce those things that will help us to bring us to back to the place of growth we actually or wittily allow the plan of the enemy to work the code we can make the code have wings but i pray that that foolishness will no longer be practiced by the children of god in the name of the lord jesus and the Lord is saying that's not the direction to go. Instead of falling for their plan, he said, Come on, my children, let's go deeper. Let me read to you from the Living Bible, Isaiah 40, verses 27 to 31. It's as if it was written for 2020. It's as if that scripture, 12, verses 27 to 31, was reading forth now. It says, Oh, Jacob, oh, Israel. How can you say the Lord doesn't see your troubles? That's where a lot of believers are now. They're thinking, God, where are you in all of this? What, what is going on? Why would you allow this to happen? Oh, Jacob, he calls you by name. Oh, Israel. Jacob is the bad one. Israel is the beloved. So whichever one, at least answer one name. Your bad name or your good name. How can you still be saying that the Lord doesn't see your troubles? How can you still be saying the Lord isn't fair? Because, oh, why is all this happening? Don't you yet understand, don't you yet know by now that the everlasting God, the creator of the furthest parts of the, of the earth, never grows faint or weary. No one can fathom the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the tired. And he gives power to the one out. So whether tired is your nickname or one out is your nickname, listen, God is ready to empower you. And his, he gives strength to the weak. Even the youths who go on protest, 13 days non-stop, even the youth as strong as they are, shall be exhausted because of the cold. Even the youth shall be exhausted and the young men will all give up. In this battle is not by power or by might. Oh. Oh. Verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord, oh. those that go deeper in the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Hey, renew my strength, oh God. Hey, I used to be tired. Hey, I used to be faint, oh God. I used to feel worn out until I started going deeper and deeper. When Pharaoh did this to them, they got tired. They got worn out. But they turned to the Lord and the Lord gave them the strength to surprise those that wrote the codes of wickedness. The Message Bible, verses 29 to 31, Isaiah 40 says, God energizes those who get tired. It means it is okay to get tired. It is okay to feel worn out. But you need to now go deeper. Don't go shallow. You die in the shallow. He energizes those who get tired. He gives, I like that, fresh strength to drop out. 
I want to speak to those that dropped out of church. I want to speak to those that dropped out of prayer. I want to speak to those that drop out of giving and serving. That's not the place you should go. Instead of succumbing to the plan and the encodement of wickedness against the posterity of the church and the nation of God, you need to go deeper. That is calling us deeper even at this point in time. And so when we do that, he energizes those who get tired. That's fine. And he gives fresh strength to those who drop out. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. What a terrible time we have been through. But those who wait upon God, hey, those who go deeper with God, they get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and they don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. I like that. It means that the word lag behind is you are behind where you should be. You are less than who you are supposed to be. But when you get fresh strength, you don't lag behind anymore. I pray for someone here who has dropped out. Someone who has been tired. Someone who's been laying in self-pity. And you're now lagging behind. Receive fresh strength so that you no longer lag behind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says God gives fresh strength to those who go deeper and deeper in Christ. That's the only way we can go if we're not going to end up lagging behind. We're already behind. Let us go deeper and deeper in Christ. Because that's the only way we won't lag behind. That's the only way we will be able to triumph over the plan of the enemy. To contain our potential. To contain our reach. To contain our destiny. That's the only way. To triumph over that plan. It is such a good plan. It is such a beautiful plan. It is such a, but a wicked plan. And so deeper and deeper is the direction. We really, really need to go deeper and deeper in Christ and not shallower. That's what the psalmist meant in, in the Passion Translation of the Bible, Psalm 84 verse 6. I've been, I've been going on about this scripture, Psalm 84 verse 6, the Passion Translation says, even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, like in 2020, they don't go shallow, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. Those that don't have direction, they go in the wrong direction. They find pain there, but we find the pleasant pool because we dig deeper. He gives them, God gives them a brook of blessing. That's why they don't lag behind. Filled with the rain of an outpouring that comes by the Spirit of the Lord. Hey, this scripture tells me that the blessing came at the deep side. It didn't come at the shallow side. The Bible says, even though when their parts wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep and they find pleasant pool. The blessing cannot come in the shallow side. It comes only at the deep side. And he that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Verse 7 of the TPT says, they grow, these ones, they grow stronger and stronger instead of weaker and weaker. Pharaoh said, he said, I'm even more alarmed that they're even growing. They're getting better. They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward. 
My cry is that we need to move our people away from drifting into this mindless shallowness that comes by the reason of our feelings and our emotions. Good as they may, they may have been, it's time to change gear. We need to move our people away from drifting into the shallowness that leads to a decimation and a containment of destiny. And we need to move them back to the deeper relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me wrap it up in one parable. The parable of the sower. I read from Matthew 13 verses 5 to 6 and I read from the New Living Translation. It says, other seeds fell on shallow soil. <laughs> and shallow soil with underlining rock. Hmm. Hey, don't go to shallow. There are rocks there that will short circuit whatever God wants to do. This, these seeds that fell on this shallow soil with underlining rock. <laughs> Sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted or dried up under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. May we not die in this COVID season. May we not die out of the economic downturn. The Bible says, and since they didn't have deep roots, ah, brother, my sister, it's not time to go to shallow. The shallow has underlining rocks. It will short circuit everything that God has for you. And Bible says, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. In, in the same Matthew 13, the interpretation of the parable of the sower, verses 20 and 21, I read from the same New Living Translation. Listen to this. Concerning those that fell on shallow soil, it says the seed on the rocky soil or the shallow soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. And I, they're all over the church. That's good. But since they don't have deep roots, since they won't go deeper and deeper and they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. In 2020, we don't see them anymore. It's not how you start that matters. It is how you finish. It is they that endure to the end. Don't get so excited when people start a race. There's no price for somebody who doesn't finish it. And since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. The problems associated with COVID, loss of jobs, loss of uh, livelihood, the, 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 the things that come with NSARS and all kinds of things. Bible says they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. Don't be like that. It, talking about the parents of the Lord. In Luke 24, I read verses 252 to 53 from the Living Bible. Luke 24, 52 to 53, the Living Bible. It's subtitled in my own Bible, They Return with Great Joy. May we not die with this season. May we return to good times in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and they worship the Lord and return to Jerusalem, which signifies where the temple is, where people gather to worship. They worship and they return to the place of worship filled with mighty joy and they were continually in the temple praising God. And I wonder why people don't come to the temple anymore. They return to the city of worship 
Jerusalem, filled with mighty joy, and they were continually in the temple, in the city of worship, praising God. The message translation says, and they were on their knees worshiping him, and they returned to Jerusalem, bursting with joy. They're bursting with joy because they could go to Jerusalem. There should be. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. They were bursting with joy because they could return to Jerusalem. And they spent all their time in the temple praising God. Yes, praising God. And that's where we should be. And that's my call. That's the way to go deeper and deeper. That's the place where we get the victory. And I want to close by saying as we return to a deeper Christian life, COVID or no COVID, we'll all enter the new decade triumphantly and with great joy in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, I thank you for this hour of the word. Thank you because you have decoded the code the enemy was running. And a lot of us were playing into the hands of our enemy. Thank you that instead of falling for the plan, we go deeper now. So that when the new decade starts, this will be in our history. And the news of a new thing, a new season, a better season. The news will be our joy in Jesus' name. We will return to Jerusalem, bursting with joy. And we'll spend all our time praising God, yes. Against all odds, we're going to make it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I said amen and amen. So instead of falling for the plan, we're going deeper. Grace Assembly, hallelujah. And this brings us to the end of the series, Deeper and Deeper in Christ. And that is the flames of revival. And I pray that the Lord will find the flames and will go higher in Jesus' name. I want to take time to invite you on Sunday for our worship service. It's at 9 a.m. Please join us live uh, in our auditorium or you can, you, can, you can watch us online. Whatever happens, don't miss what God is doing because we, we were going to see the end of this season. This season is not going to see our end in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. I said glory to God.